if you're if you're glansome, that means you're good enough to kind of take a quick look at. That's about it. Butterscotch shenanigans. Hey everybody, welcome to episode forty-one of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm the webs programmer. And I'm Sam, and I'm the art not programmer. And today is March one-th. 2016. Uh, it was a leap year this year, which, as we all know, is the time of year when the two uh, halves of the Earth switch sides. <laughs> it's not noticeable to most of us. Um, well, the, it, the polarity of the magnetic field also flips. Well, I think if you jump at just the right time, you can actually get transported to the other side of the Earth. That's yeah, true, actually. Right it's, when the leap happens. Uh, it's, more, it's pretty expensive to get back, though, because yeah, either you have to now resign to living on the opposite side of the planet until the next leap year. That's only four years, though. You buy a plane ticket, so... Yeah. Uh, so that happened. But also, before we get into the the beefy steak parts of the podcast, we have a warning, which is anything can happen on this show. We bear absolutely no responsibility over anything we say. So nope. someone else is controlling us if we say something bad. Right. There's going to be profanity. Probably. Uh, we don't know yet because somebody else will cause you're that. Gonna to <laughs> you're going to hear nudity. You're going to hear nudity just slapping around <laughs> oh, God. so anyway if you're a child or something stop listening and you go away it's actually right. hilarious that the sound that nudity would make is exactly <laughs> slapping that's the only sound nudity can make i think maybe <laughs> anyway <laughs> so we want to start actually, here we're like 30 seconds in and there's already... actually plenty of sounds nudity can make now that i think about it but i think there's a more there's a more important issue don't think here, too hard about it which is our podcast is having a mid uh, is having a halfway dead crisis which is like a midlife crisis it's just a more pessimistically named one uh it's episode 41 which means it's middle-aged now and uh, we had a we had a, a deep conversation of eight minutes earlier today where we thought you know what? let's switch it up let's do something let's add some zest and spice into this podcast mm-hmm. uh so what we're gonna do Starting right now, as add some zest and spice to this podcast. As an experiment for the next podcast, I- infinite episodes, we're going to uh, we're just going to hit questions. You know, we don't need to go through we don't need to go through news items. We can do that in a blog post. What are or we? Something. CNN? My yeah, Wolf this isn't Blitzer? a this isn't a news podcast. It's a game wait, wait, dev slash comedy because you just talked about CNN as if it was news. Oh yeah, sorry, I got confused. For a moment, well, I got, conf- got confused. Yeah, it happens. It's a it's a confusing <laughs> time for the news industry. It really I mean, is. News is in quotes there. Um, yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna we're just gonna jump right into questions, and instead of just taking the top questions, we are we lit- we went through all the questions and we picked out the ones that we thought you know would be would be pretty pretty sassy and lead to some some good conversations. And those are the ones we went with. So that's what we're doing. And also every week we're going to clear out the questions after we record so that the next week everybody can get an equal opportunity to get their questions onto the podcast. So and I guess are we going to keep voting in there? What's the what's the plan? Well, we're going to probably keep voting in there for now. And then, and then we'll so, just ignore the votes. Yeah. And so there's actually going to be sort of a multi-phase thing. So it's going to be upvotes for now. 
And then probably starting within a couple of weeks, we're going to switch to gladiatorial style death matches. Yeah, you have yeah. to submit a video of you slaying another Beast ID member in order um, and, to get your vote up. Yeah, and I mean, it is the case that that if you get killed, your question will actually still be on the podcast. There's actually no, I think there's no probably point to it. Uh, it's just something that we wanted to try and kind of see, just see what happens, you know? <laughs> um, and then once we're done with that, we're going to go ahead and we're just going to, you know, maybe just do something like create a game that you have to earn points in in order to move your questions up the list. <laughs> okay, now. And then we'll ignore the order of but, questions and just go through it anyways. <laughs> the hilarious uh, thing about this is that that second thing you said, which was making a, a game to do this, is actually something we're thinking about doing. But after the gladiatorial combat moment, it sounds equally fake. Oh, yeah. We we might actually do the game thing. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for that. I don't know. Keep Who the hell toes. knows? Anything yeah. could happen. The universe yeah, is just... an open oyster, right? Gross. It is gross. The really universe gross, is gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. All right. So let's just get right in, right into the questions. And these questions come from podcast.bscotch.net. Get on in there. And uh, if you want to get your questions in, I'm going to ask the first question. No, no, it's just slap them in there. Wait, do we, just say, we should say something else about questions, though, too. Given now the questions are going to become the focus of the, the podcast, and, it's, and the ones that we're going to pick are going to be the ones that sound like they'll be the most fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. So make so, your questions fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and things, right, that, you know, <laughs> things that more people would be interested in than just uh, the most hardcore of the hardcore B-Scotch fans. Although, yeah. The, the kinds of stuff that we won't be answering will be probably general statistics questions because it's just some numbers. Uh, things about like what tools we use and stuff like that because we talk about that pretty much everywhere. And generally just kind of items that we could pretty easily just hit in like a forum post or a blog post or something. So this is just like stuff for us to, to just chat about. So let's, let's go, Sam, let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit a question from Kevin eight, eight, eight. That's three eights for those of you who lost count, which is actually, if you, if you look at it kind of hard, it actually looks like three zeros with a reflection. Holy shit. Yeah. If you've ever think thought about eights like that. Yeah. Or infinities sideways. Or, yeah. Uh, so Kevin asks, will you ever make a super serious, dark, and gritty game? And do you have any ideas for one? So let's just pretend that we're going to make one, I think. First. Um, yeah, that's a good Yeah, good obviously step. we are going to make one. Super serious, dark, and gritty. That's the that's the Yeah, I think super of the game. serious has defined our studio really since the beginning. It has. Yeah. So yeah. this is right in our wheelhouse. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think super serious, dark, and gritty. Let's make that the byline of the game. Well, okay. I'm I'm going to really I want to really focus on the gritty aspect. I think we should like really just make it about grit meaning dirt. So you're actually and a janitor. Sandpaper. Yeah, okay. You're a you're a janitor or a carpenter? I think you're a mold janitor. Like and yeah, you you're working in a dark you, space. <laughs> you live in a wait, dirt you, tunnel. You clean you clean moles or you are a mole and also a janitor. I yeah. think if yeah, you clean moles, maybe you're a mole who cleans moles. <laughs> You know? Okay. Also yeah. known as a mole stylist or yeah, I guess. mole hygienist. A mole bather. <laughs> mole bather sounds gross for some reason. To me. <laughs> Could that be a death metal band, though. Could be a death metal band. <laughs> mole bather. Yeah, Dude, so pretty good. You're in the dark. Uh, what's the mechanical? Okay, so so the title of this game is 
Mole bather. Mole bather. Super serious, dark and gritty. Yeah. So it's obviously it's dark because of the fact that you're a mole. It's literally dark. And you can't see shit. The entire gameplay is just a black interface. It'll be really easy for us to program. Yeah. Actually, it'll be the hardest thing will be the programming when you think about it. Nah. The art would be pretty easy. Okay. What, 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 yeah, I'm actually, I'm already done. I'm already done all the art. <laughs> so you, if you guys can get on that. Wow. What are you going to this program? This moving along fast. Yeah. So what are you going to program if all we see is darkness? Uh, sounds. Okay, so it's going to be a sound-based. It's a sound-based. I mean, that's kind of the thing about, about a, like a horror game, right? Is it's... There's a lot of sounds happening. Okay, so this is going to scare you. Super dark, and there's going to be sounds. Now, I feel like we need some sort of tactile feedback because it's, it's if it's mole based. Well, we'll probably use the Oculus, which okay. isn't necessarily tactile. <laughs> okay, so this is our this is our first uh, VR game. Um, it's pitch black, completely it's, pitch black. It's a really good first step to VR because we don't have to learn very much to be able to do it. Well, basically anything at all, frankly. We could probably do this in Game Maker with the Oculus. Uh, and actually, it's pretty similar to if you just put on an Oculus on, but don't turn it on. Yeah. It's, it's a very similar experience. So so we take your, your mole uh, bather, and moles would come in. So you'd hear them shuffle in the door. You know, one of these, like, yep, sorts of things. Yep, you hear them, and you hear them crunching in the dirt tunnel. <laughs> and then you'd hear them sort of, you know, sit down heavily and warily in your chair. And it's a super serious dark game. So all of them have super serious problems. And yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are into their there. problems. Yeah, like they're telling you while you bathe them. Like a barber. Be like a hairstylist. Yeah. And so they're going to be like, oh, my God, this other mole Ricky the other day. So that's where the serious part comes that's in. That's the because... serious part. And then you got you to gotta be like, oh, man, I empathize. Okay. And so then, it's like um, it's, it's, like, like a it's almost like a Telltale Games kind of a game where, you know, they, they tell you their problems <laughs> and you have to, you have to, you have to answer – Appropriately, or you have to chop off their leg one swing at a time with an axe. <laughs> Apparently, that's what Telltale that's, Games are. That's the other option. You yeah, can you either can talk either to them to or their problems, or, or listen to their problems, off. or chop their mole legs off. But they got four of them, so all right. Well, we got a uh, we got trademarks pending for this game. The art's already done, so nobody jump on this. All right. So just to recap, uh, it's dark because you're a mole. And you can't see anything, plus you're wearing an Oculus that's turned off. It's gritty because you're a mole and it's underground and everybody's covered in dirt. And you are bathing other moles to get the dirt off of them, which is or a full-time you, job. But don't – hey, wait. Here's a question. This is a very important question because a lot of animals actually do dust baths. So maybe you're bathing them in dirt. But yeah, you're, 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 you are actually dirting them. It seems that's, to me, though, that, yeah. that dust bath is just like a way of saying two things that don't go – like. What does it mean for somebody to have a dust bath? You could take a mud bath. That's it's a just, thing. Yeah, but it but seems like you're just redefining. You can also bath put those to be the weird... opposite of what it means. No, no, no. I, you're you're assuming that we we just assume naturally because we're humans and we're so species centric that bath means water. You know. No, I water thought bath. bath meant to become clean using water. No, that's bathe. To bathe is to clean yourself, but you can clean yourself with lots of stuff. You, you can, can put clean those yourself weird, with pumice stone. You can put those weird cucumbers on your eyes for some. Yeah, you could, take, you could take a, a cucumber bath, a cuke okay. bath. Wait, so how does <laughs> how does cleaning oneself using mud work? What's the okay? Well, here's the the definition of cleaning is is where you're going wrong because yeah, you gotta you gotta expand your cultural perspectives. Out. Okay, yeah, expand your cultural perspectives all the way into other species to uh, literally being the opposite of what you believe everything to be. <laughs> so, in the case of a uh-huh. mud bath, the goal is to cover oneself, which is basically what the idea of a bath is: is to coat oneself in a thing. Actually, the goal of a bath is to coat yourself with nothing. 
But it's still coating yourself, I think. What right? do you mean to coat yourself with? Well, that? it's to remove all of the coating from yourself. That isn't a thing that you're coating yourself with. Well, you do Fair. in order to remove the coat right, that you're exactly. already wearing? Right. Okay. It's, yeah, it's I'm like taking you. off one coat and putting on another coat. Or really, it's like putting on a coat that dissolves the coat underneath <laughs> it. That's <laughs> yeah. what bathing is. Okay, sure. I'm with okay. you. Okay, so that's the definition of bathing. Okay, putting now, on a coat to I'm dissolve a coat. I'm not super... I mean, I'm no scientist. Yeah, you are. Actually, sure you are a scientist. In fact, but I'm pretty sure that uh, that dust doesn't dissolve any other substance in the no, universe. No, but you know, here's the trick, though. Okay, so, you can't say that, though, Adam. For sure, that's true. For one, that's true. I can say anything for sure. For two, <laughs> for two, uh, the reason they take dust baths is because parasites hate being dirty or something like that, and so uh, so what, they're dissolving parasites. They're dissolving their parasite coat. Oh, with shit. a coat of dust. Also oh, is it, it kind of like when you get a bot fly and then you slap a piece of meat over where it's in your skin so that it has to come out into the meat? That's yeah. Really, yeah, so it's disgusting, that's, but it's probably about <laughs> right. A, it's totally the same thing. Okay, I get it. All right, so there's your game, Kevin. 888. It's very similar to when you have worm living in your skin and you put meat on it it's also, to get the worm out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's good. Okay, next question. Uh, let's, uh, let's go with Gafferman. Gafferman asks... Twitch slash YouTube gaming slash mob crush question mark. Discuss. All right. Game dev. Face. Game dev question. Is this a game dev question or a games journalism? What's, well, I, guess I don't know. There's about 12 different angles. This is, is there like, a difference? This is like a well-cut diamond of a question. There's so many facets. And only in five words, you know? He just nailed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. what what I mean, what do you guys think? What is there to say about Twitch slash YouTube gaming slash mob? Well, here's what I'll say. Slash discuss. Is, say it, Adam. I barely knew. Okay, first, YouTube gaming didn't exist until six months ago. Yeah. Maybe less than that even. Mob Crush still only barely exists. This is true. It's in beta. It's in beta. So you have to, like, it's hard to get to it and it's not. I mean, there are people that are actually using it pretty successfully already, but not very many. Oh, it's got a few user problems in that when we tried to watch people playing Crashlands, it would... It caused memory leak and made the computer shut down. Yeah, <laughs> so it's got, <laughs> it's got some kinks. But also, <laughs> watching, people, watching people stream mobile games when they use the camera on the device... Is just the worst. Is, uh, is like the least flattering angle a human right, can... It's, <laughs> it's from yeah. like, it's looking at the bottom of a of a person's like neck chin. Yeah. It's region. like you're, you get mostly neck chin. That's what you see. Mm -hmm. So kind of iffy on the, on the mob crush thing at the moment. Given yeah. I would say, I think that's really the major shortcoming that mob crush has is that it, it's going to, it's going to rely very heavily on whatever you're saying and what you're playing. Well, the, you, we, the weird thing you can't is show off your, your pretty face with, well, you'll, crush. you'll see some of the, the more high end, you know, uh, prof professional level mob crushers, they will have like an actual studio setup where they'll have a, ca a separate camera and a bunch of things hooked up to the mobile device so that it actually looks like a normal PC stream would or something. Right. Uh, but then they're just like holding this tiny little, tiny little mobile device in their hand. It, it's pretty elaborate, I think, to get that kind of a setup working. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how viable that is. Well, I think it's interesting because when we, when we did all the, all of the, Crashland stuff. It was like we we started with Twitch, and then we got some uh, interest from Mob Crush people, and they were all like the the quality of the streams is no different between the three. As in, like 
the the vet the value I think that is there for someone who's watching one of those streams. I mean, like they're pretty much all the same sort of you know it's the same sort of activity, same sort of thing. Um, Mob crashes interface problems aside, I do think it's interesting that the, that the streaming is trying to branch into the mobile space uh, just because yes. of like how the like you said how the device is sort of limited on that front. Um, well, and just exactly how detached mobile players tend to be from from their games, just from like an excitement sense, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, most of the games on the market are are more than slightly disposable. And so, like literally, I mean, they're free. Yes. Know, so there's that. So, yeah, you, you don't tend to have a, a super engaged fan base, which I think makes it harder for streaming and that sort of thing to actually be good. But I yeah. think, though, that that's going to stop being so important because the hardware being used in, in mobile is, is getting so much better so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every generation of like the Samsung Galaxy S whatever, for example, seems to be like twice as good as the one before it. And they yes. come out every year. You know, and, I mean, a, like, and every iPhone is 31% better than the one before it. So <laughs> right. also good improvements. Yeah. Yeah. So I, don't I, don't know. Know. I think, we'll I think eventually the hardware, I mean, the main thing about, you know, phones is they're, they're intended to be super portable. So there's a limit on what you can do in terms of quality of, of the images being taken and the fact that the camera has to be built into a certain part of it uh, and that it doesn't have peripheral attachments. I mean, the fewer peripheral attachments, the better because then the phone can be thinner. Well, I will say, though, they're meant to be portable for now. But if you extrapolate screen sizes, you know, starting five years ago to now, I think they double every five years. So, you know, I think... 10, 15 years from now, you'll have a good like 27 inch smartphone. Yeah. And yeah. it's, you actually get, you know, a back slot, not a backpack, but a back slot. You'll get a, you get like a slide it into a pouch cut into your back, like a kangaroo. You just slip your 27. A reverse in, kangaroo. You just <laughs> slip your 27 incher into the hole, you know? And then, yeah. uh, then I think at that point, you'll really see mobile streaming really kind of blow up. <laughs> I think well, that's going to be the cultural yeah. touchstone. I mean, I think everybody kind of pits them against each other, but the weirdest thing for us uh, on Twitch is that it's so heavily dominated by, I mean, if you look at, if you just look, if you pop up their, their homepage, it shows what games are being played right now and how many people are watching all those games. Um, it is such a power function ecosystem where there's just like League of Legends has like 80% of all of the stuff. And then I think the next Dota, whatever the next MOBA is, has the other like tw you know eighteen percent, and then the rest is kind of divvied up among everybody else. Um, it's kind of a nutty thing. So I think there's always going to be these power functions when it comes to these these community platforms. It's kind of what we're used to now with uh, with all the internet stuff that we've experienced. But it's just interesting to me that that there are a lot of people who do do say indie indie game streaming or whatever else, and we had a few of them cover Crashlands in particular, like Bike Man. Um, Bike just man, the, like the relative power of those guys. I, I I wonder if it's like people, you know, people like watching a certain show um, on on television. And with Twitch, with streamers, you have you have a personality plus a game is what makes the show right. And I'm wondering yeah. if there's if there's more longevity in a streaming platform when you can actually pick a game that's that you're gonna just be like playing just that game. If that makes sense, you know, as opposed to switching games every single time. Like a there lot are of some. There are some streamers that I know of that, for example, just stream World of Warcraft. Right. And that's just what they've been doing for, you know, two years now or whatever. Right. And most um, of the biggest ones are they stream a game like CSGO or. Yeah. Uh, but those games generally have to be multiplayer because that's where, yep. you know, the biggest variety of game content comes from. And um, they're more like hobby style games where you can just keep going back and keep going back over and over again. 
So Hearthstone, uh, World of Warcraft, Counter-Strike, League, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. All right, next question comes from The Serene. Is there any chance you guys can make a small web program so that we can make our own yellow and purple bescotch face like you guys have? Ooh. Holy shit. So Adam's huh. PhD was in computer vision. That's true. Which is Although, a little different. is isn't required for this. You don't think so? You could take a picture of someone, use the computer oh, vision. Oh, you mean, oh, you're going that's like, a little... That's you're a little like, bigger. You're maxing out this question. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm maxing it out. Just, what, uh, you I think I'm on this like podcast a, to minimize? <laughs> I was just thinking like a you know character creator where you've got base faces and glasses types and beard levels. Beard levels. levels. We gotta and then put you that, just you mix and match. We got to put that PhD of yours to good use. Is this a good use of it? I think yeah. so. I think, oh. yeah. Well, I guess, but here's, I have a, I have a follow-up question. What? What? Why? That's, That's a great question. question. That's great. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think people want to have purple bescotch faces. But in for use in what context? To put on their forum avatar, to just like have, you know, so you're, so maybe you're their Facebook to profile. totally change the, the avatar system. Uh, no, no, no. I, bescotch well, ID. Oh, right. Because there is that aspect of it. Wait, yes. what about, we'll go what ahead about, and do that too. Okay. What about like that... Uh, when gay marriage passed or or any of those yeah what about gay marriage (laughs) what about gay marriage adam i can't (laughs) use computer vision on that to turn it purple and yellow um no no no. they 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 made that tool thing that made it so you could turn your profile picture into like a rainbow stripe or something you know on facebook so if you plug this in then it would you know it would detect your beard and turn it purple and then turn your skin (laughs) super yellow. yellow it's doable let's do it I think I think we could probably expect this to be done pr- probably by the time we get this podcast out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think I just I actually just coded it up while we were talking about it. Yeah, see, I knew it. So I great, knew you could do great it. suggestion. Boom, already Computer done. Vision. Okay, next question. Racing for the finish asks: You've been kidnapped. You can call on the characters from one TV series to make a rescue attempt. What TV series is it? Constraint. All three bros must pick a different TV series. How dangerous is this kidnapping? As well, heroes. I'm going with heroes. But wait, is this a hostage situation? Like, are they going to kill me? I'm going with heroes, which means I have infinite powers at my disposal to solve any problem. Except there's one thing you've missed, Adam. What's that? (gasps) There's one thing you missed. It doesn't say that you can specifically pick which characters from the TV series. It just says the the characters, which means... If you call on the, the cast of heroes, you have to get all of them. Okay, let's think about this. Like, they all get a text from you, every single one of them. Not, and it says, yeah, so are we kidnapped. buddies or what? No, no, no. It's just like, this is like one of their, you know, you it's can like an summon Amber them alert. like a necromancer in Diablo. You just, okay, yeah, sure. Do that. You just whip up, so whip just burn some mana, and then pull out a cast of heroes. Okay. It's called Cast of Heroes. That's what the spell is called. It's a pretty good spell name. Actually, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, because because then you also have like creepy circus earthquake man. You've got a dude who cuts heads off and looks at brains, right? Like you've got some you've got some villains in the mix too. Yeah, they, except that have to all the villains with- are at some time or another also good guys. So I guess it depends, you know, on what sort of snapshot within that particular universe. I, I can tell you what show I wouldn't pick: hmm. The Flash. Yeah, no kidding. Why are they, is he useless? No, he, well, yes, because he's over, just like anything where someone is overpowered, 
like Superman. He's so overpowered. That they have to randomly disable all of his effectiveness in any context. So basically, if he was to come try to rescue you, some stupid thing would happen or he would just decide to be shitty. Yeah, including, yeah, he would just like lose self-confidence in the middle of the rescue mission. And that would be the big obstacle that he has to overcome to save you, even though he's perfectly capable of it. And it would be effortless. I mean, he can run so fast that he goes backwards in time. Yeah. Right. Did that actually happen? It does. I mean, spoiler alert. Also, you shouldn't watch it. But if you do, spoiler alert. He runs so fast. He goes, no, nah, man, we should spoil this thing because people need to know what's happening. We need can he this just is run, a public service. Wait, 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 can he just like run in a circle, like a tight circle to go back in time? He can do whatever the hell he wants. That's the thing. Yeah, There's even so fast. the only uh, apparently. So I, I, I lost interest after like three episodes because like maybe maybe it's going to not be so bad. Nope, I watched the whole first season. OK, well, it, it kept being bad and then I just stopped watching it. But apparently in the second season, I think. They introduce a character called Reverse Flash. No, no, that's still in the first season. Oh, it's in the first season. Okay. And that's a character which is the Flash from another dimension. And that was the only way that they could, like, introduce something that balanced out how overpowered he was, was to just copy-paste him and call it the Reverse Flash. Yeah, yeah, but here's (laughs) the thing, is almost the entirety of the show has no conflict between the Flash and the Reverse Flash. It's mostly between the Flash and other people with interesting powers. Well, here's my question. And even though he's the most overpowered character of all of them, somehow every single one is a challenge. Like, incomprehensibly. Even to the point where there's a guy who's just a regular goddamn human, just a normal guy, but apparently he's very smart. Well, the the one that I saw was He has this gun, he's got like a freeze ray, and for some reason the Flash can't run faster than this guy can move his gun, even though he can run so fast he can go backwards. (laughs) So... You know, the thing the thing that did it for me was when the Flash was in a fist fight with a man that could turn into fog. Yeah. Okay. And and even though he can move his like there's there's one scene where he shatters glass by just like putting his hand on the glass and then then vibrating, vibrating his hand so fast that it matches the frequency of the glass and the glass explodes, which is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a cool thing. Which does tell you, though, that he can move his hands and limbs unbelievably fast. Right. But when he gets into a fist fight with this guy, he's just fighting him like a normal dude. Like he's just throwing regular punches and getting punched in the stomach for no reason and not making any attempt to dodge anything. Yeah, he goes out of fast motion anytime. So basically, think about it. Anytime there needs to be a story conflict. No, it's not that. Anytime him being able to move fast is a solution to the problem, he instead chooses to move at regular speed. Right. That basically summarizes the entirety of. So you mean he actually show. just uses his flash powers to move between places between where he acts problems? Normally. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, he's like, oh my god, there's an emergency. Let me get there as fast as I can, and then just be a normal person to get my ass kicked. Yeah, that's it's the it's the worst. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. It's the worst show ever made. I'm just gonna put it you know, put it right out there. I would not go. I'm that going far, there, but it's not. Let the let the great. tweets let the tweets flow, man. All right, you know what TV I series care. I would pick? I would Which pick one? SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, now I'm intrigued because I would like to see SpongeBob SquarePants' reaction to a hostage situation <laughs> in, <laughs> in the real world. I think that would be amazing. Well, for so starters, he'd be super dry and possibly he'd be very brittle. parched. Yeah, yeah. You know can he, can he function scenes? properly on land? Like, well, if he dries out, does that mean he's so stiff he can't move anymore? They or made his... that movie. There's like a 3D movie they made where he's on land. So I'm going to go oh. ahead and assume apparently he could do it. So his arms and legs are not 
sponges, so they stay flexible when they dry out. Yeah, they don't have holes okay. in them. Like Whoa, the that's body that's disgusting. What are his, so wait? His arms and legs aren't sponges. They must not. What be. are they? Are they uh, are they real arms and legs? <laughs> like, did somebody <laughs> graft human arms and legs onto a onto sponge? a sponge? What or? is SpongeBob? Oh my I assume. God. I mean, he's you know he's a he's a rectangular sponge, but I assume he's meant to be like an actual sea sponge. I think right? in theory, but he also just kind of looks like your normal dish sponge, actually. But I think he's it's because a, they assume that people wouldn't. Also, sponges are ugly and weird shaped, so the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't. Yeah. They assume that people wouldn't understand what a sponge actually is unless it looked like a kitchen sponge. Yeah, but maybe well, I think he they is assumed a correctly. kitchen sponge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is a kitchen sponge with human arms and legs. With human on. arms attached to it. It's getting more disgusting as time goes on. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from Gafferman again. Gafferman says, love the idea of a Biscotch RTS. That's real-time strategy game for those of you outside of the know. What would that mean? Oh, sorry. But would that mean it would be PC and Mac only? Or do you have some ingenious control system in mind for mobile? Also, what would the factions be? Hmm. So I guess this, this is kind of a question about how we want to do things going forward as well, right? Yeah, as far if we as make an RTS game, would we make it on mobile or would we make it PC Mac only? Hmm. I, mean, I think in general, I, to me, the one of the values of trying to make a game work on every platform you can conceive of is that it introduces really interesting design constraints and forces you to do things differently than they've been done, you know? Because yeah. yep. like, yeah, we can make an RTS with some hotkeys and a mouse, like, like every doing. other RTS that exists in the universe. Or we could say, we need this to work on consoles, PCs, and mobile. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's think about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there an RTS on mobile? Is that a, is that a thing? There are some. I mean, and I know uh, Kingdom Rush, Kingdom Rush guys, Ironhide Studios, their next game is an RTS and it is on mobile. It's like mm. a space, it's a space marine. I mean, it's got to be an untapped market, right? Because sort of RTS is untapped, untapped, because <laughs> it's on mobile. Well, RTS is, I mean, oh. they're, they're some of the more complicated that games. That took me like an hour to understand that joke. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so, I don't know. All right, guys, I have to pee so bad I'm going to die. <laughs> Give me a All second. Right, we'll, take, we'll take a breather. Sam forgot to go before we went. <laughs> Right now, uh, Sam's back from his pee break, so hey. we can we could continue we could continue talking about what a Biscotch RTS would look like. Listen, I've been drinking a ton of water because it's healthy. Okay, uh, I don't um, think drinking a ton of water is healthy. I think I drinking any... a reasonable quantity. Plus, did who weighs know? their water? That's fucking weird. But did you know, Seth, that Wait, you can did... die from drinking too much water? Oh yeah, you can die from doing too much of anything. That's true. Life in moderation, I guess. Is you can really the die key. from living too hard. <laughs> you can die from <laughs> dying too hard. That's that one's that one's a little more obvious. It's I a little like. more deadly. Yeah. All right, back to the RTS question. So the way I see it is this. Well, actually, I want to take a step back though. What, okay. what, no. what is an RTS really at its core? It's a StarCraft clone. Yep. Well, that's how everybody treats it. Yeah. Does it, but is, is that really what it means though? Like, does it have to feel kind of like you're playing a StarCraft clone in order for it to be called an RTS or? Is there a more abstracted form of, of an RTS? Well, I guess the idea is real-time strategy, yeah. right? Which basically just means you need to be... Th it The the mechanics of the game need to m make it such that you have to think... So it's basically... It's ahead a, well, it's a strategy game. Yeah, it's a strategy game that's not turn-based. That's what it means I mean, by being real-time. Yeah, so right? chess 
is a turn-based strategy game. So right. if you're somehow <laughs> turning so, chess into real time, then you'd be a real time. Yeah. Strategy. So if anybody could go at any time in chess, then that would suddenly be an RTS. Right. And most, most RTSs are kind of defined also by this whole concept of having to accumulate and spend resources as part mm-hmm. of the overall strategy of the game. Well, that's because right. they're they're always designed kind of around military strategy. Yes. Right? So it's like yeah. you have to raise units and feed them or, or whatever, and then get them to a certain location. I think it's also because you need you need a long enough time scale for any individual game session in there. So usually like 45 minutes or so such that having actual strategy is a thing that gives you a benefit, right? Right, because there's, there's like a build-up phase and then there's yeah. a attack. It only works in the long term, right? Otherwise, yeah. it's it's tactics, which which could be a cool game, you know, a real-time tactical RPG or something Wait, like that. Wait, what's strategy versus tactics? Strategy is essentially your high-level... Long-term uh, approach. Long, yeah, long-term approach and plan. Tactics is essentially the the more of the... It's like the momentary, moment to, the moment to moment decisions that you are right. making. Right. So your strategy would be like, we're gonna take, uh, we're gonna take this hill first, and then we'll use that position to flank this thing, um, or whatever the fuck. And then the actual tactics of getting up to that point, like the the actions of getting up to taking the hill and stuff, which would be. We're going to do a pincher formation with the fat legs of guards and spearmen behind those guys and throwing spears. Well, Sam, something. you're really dropping some military. Well, I used to be a general oh, in... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, did not yeah. know this. Yeah, if you couldn't tell by how clear my strategy and tactics was. It was a was. pretty clear uh-huh. stretch of jackets. Uh, yeah, I think so, you only know the term phalanx if you're a general in some true. military context. But so I guess if the, you're a the, general from 2000 years ago. So the interesting question I have here, gentlemen, is can you make a strategy game that is a short form game? Maybe the question should be, should you make a strategy game that's a short Maybe form Maybe another game? question could be, why does it have to be short form? Mm. Another question is, why can are you, we asking questions? Can you make <laughs> a strategy game? Because I think we, because I don't know. I mean, we, we have no idea. You're not supposed to answer that question. You're supposed to ask another question. <laughs> oh, sorry. I lost track of... I'm very confused right now. <laughs> what are I, we even talking so about? So I think... What I was going to say before we got lost in question, Ghazi, is I think that generally, like what makes strategy games interesting is how much control you have over what's happening on, like, on the battlefield or, you know, all the different approaches you can take and the problem with a mobile device is just how hard it is to control things on a smooth pane of glass Mm -hmm. um true and with other things brought in like spotty internet connections with three or four g batteries dying in the middle of play uh apps crashing because the phone only has 500 megabytes of ram blah 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 the list goes on i I feel like at this point it might just not be the greatest idea to make a mobile RTS. Well, I think that, but I want to get get on the the uh, the question of what the strategy game is more so more than the the technical things. Because I think the reality is, I mean, there there are some mobile strategy games. I mean, Clash of Clans actually, I guess, kind of counts in a sense. Um, maybe not real time. I'm not sure. It's I don't, like almost like fake time. Yeah, it's fake time. <laughs> um, fake time strategy game. But I if, I would love to see something that was FTS. more. More like, uh, you know, in a PvP circumstance, all of these games do the same thing, which is they say, okay, you're basically, uh, you're shades of the same, you know, military structure, and you need to fight each other in a clever way to see who's dominant. But I would like to see one where the, the differentiation between the two players or the multiple players is so shockingly different 
So take like the survival genre, for example. What if you had an RTS where uh, one person was in control of a tribe of people and the other was in control of, say, environmental happenings? Or, or, or a like tribe that. of ducks. No, I mean, like, just get away from, <laughs> just get away from the ducks, you know, get away from the tribes, just go, go as far away as you can from what the other person is playing as. I kind of so like with, the idea of a duck tribe, but go on. Yeah. Well, I mean. How about ducks? How about, how about this? Ducks versus environment. D- sure. DVE. DVE. I mean, think about like a, like the game Evolve or Left for Dead, right? Where uh, you're playing against something that is completely different in a very, very real way from you. I think it'd be really cool if you had a a multiplayer situation where in an RTS with an RTS sort of build, uh, your ducks, you had to build up your duck army or whatever else. Uh, you're, maybe you're just your duck flock. You got to get your duck flock big enough <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you could, you know, reach some sort of capacity, fly away, that sort of thing. But yeah. while that's happening, the environment, the environment itself is actively sort of like out to get you. Uh, so there are like raccoons and hunters. I don't know. Earthquakes. Earthquakes. Tree quakes. Pond quakes, pancakes, pancakes. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. the idea of a very asymmetrical thing. I think that's what makes something like StarCraft interesting is you have the sort of trinity of uh, of sort of the Protoss are very expensive but uh, very defensive, right? So you spend a lot of resources to build a unit, but that's a very tough unit. Whereas yeah. the Zerg just go everything cheap and just they Zerg things. Um yeah, so it makes the play style different, and you can kind of choose your... But I guess what you're talking about is something that's about something really different. extreme. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would like an extreme differentiation between the two or more factions, uh, but with RTS-style gameplay, just to see. What, what about the Polari versus the Chikrub? Mm, well, I guess we'll get to that. We'll figure that out. Hey, hey! Somewhere down the line. Could be an RTS. Uh, next question comes from SpyFiend13. Is there a way to support you guys... Without paying money, this is a weird question. Well, I mean, I think emotionally. Yeah, I'm curious about the context of this question. Maybe yeah, emotionally. It's it. My guess is that it's somebody who is either young and doesn't have the extra, you know, income to to do some gaming, or maybe they're in a location where they cannot purchase our stuff, like mm-hmm. China or something, on Android. Uh, what do you think? What can yep. what can Spy Fiend Thirteen do to support our studio? I mean, really, because the the biggest thing we're trying to do, also besides just make the games, is grow a really cool and fun and engaged community behind the games, or on top of. Was the community go on top of games? I or? think it kind of envelops the games like a like a one of those ducky inner tube things. You mm. know, it's like a ring, like a ring around, or like like a those flap things that you put. On the floaty arms, arms. Arm floaties. Arm yeah. floaties. That's what the community of a game is like. Yeah. So we're trying to also grow that. So if you want to support us without necessarily uh, directly supporting us, then I would say support the ecosystem that we're trying to build. You know, join the community, get involved, be a cool, just be a cool cat. Come hang out on the forums or forums.bscotch.net. Forms the Send us some tweets. <laughs> Send us some tweets. Make Tell some, your friends about us. Make a Tell fan art. Tell your friends about the podcast. Make six fan arts. Make a comic book. Yeah. Just, I mean, on your own, just of, of your own stuff. Just That's just for you personally to kind of work on your own personal growth. Good grow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question comes from... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch in this list. We got a lot. I'll just go. I'll ask one of them. Seth, this yeah. one's for you. From map five five nine seven. Why, out of all the muscles, is Seth a bicep 
in particular. Yeah, why aren't you an orbicularis oculi? Well, because as we all know, if you're... Wait, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what, what is that? What is, what is that muscle you just... Like, it's named? the muscle it's around your eye. Muscle, eye. Clearly. Come on. Didn't you hear the orbit part? And the oculi part? And the oculi part. So isn't that probably weaker than a bicep? What are you trying... What are you getting at? What are you getting at, Sam? It's probably significantly weaker than a bicep. That's fair. What if it wasn't? Holy shit. If you could just squint so hard that you could, <laughs> you could lift 50 pounds off the ground with your eyelids. That's exceptionally disturbing. That would be a useful skill. Uh, why a bicep in particular? Well, because I think if you have a proper gym regiment, regimen, sorry, then it's, the bicep is the largest muscle in the body. So, Wait, If you have a proper... A yeah. proper one? Yeah. If you follow if you follow a proper gym regimen, <laughs> does that mean the skipping uh, only leg day? Essentially amounts yeah, to skipping leg day every time. Well no, no. Every it's, time not, it's not about day, skipping skip leg day. It's about every day being bicep day, right? You go you go in, you do you do thirty curls. You go in, you do thirty concentration curls, then you do alternating curls, then you do incline curls, then you do some pull ups. And that's Monday. And then Tuesday, as every day is the same as Monday. It's just the same all day, every day. I see. That's how you exercise. I feel like we understand now how your biceps are so huge. Yeah, yeah. they are rather huge. And more but importantly, I think, why I don't have any other muscles in my body. Yeah, because you just you just don't do those exercises. Exactly. Too busy doing bicep exercises. But I think also a bicep is really like anytime you think of something that symbolizes strength. It's always like a flexed arm flexing a bicep. Yeah, I think it's because bicep, you know, like that's where, yeah, I don't know. The bicep is the only muscle that we're allowed to. Yeah, you never see like. Show that also can get large. (laughs) You never see an icon, like a logo for coming in like strength and power. And then there's just like a calf. <laughs> well, no, but I think I think it's actually partly too because muscles by themselves are so generic looking that they'd be impossible to figure out what the hell you were looking at without the context of some other body part, right? So when it's a bicep, they always bring the hand in into a fist, so it's like a flexed arm with a hand right next to it, you know? Sure. And so then you can tell, oh yeah, I'm looking at a bicep. Mm. But if you just saw like a big wrist, wrist, or or a big, <laughs> and wrists don't get very big, or a big. Like what, what the fuck are leg muscles called? Yeah, or trapezius. Quad, quadriceps, hamstring. Hammies. That weird muscle that's a little small and it goes in the front of your shin. That one. Oh, that one that always just hurts like a motherfucker when yeah. you run too much? Yeah, yeah, that one. That muscle's a little Nobody knows what that you. muscle's called. And it's just a dick. It's the dick pain. muscle. It's the, the epicenter of pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so short answer, I don't know. Okay, last question of the day. Comes from Sofering. Uh, this question is, do you guys ever get sick of working together? Uh, has there been any childish beard pulling between you guys? I just, before we get into this, I like <laughs> the phrase childish beard pulling. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I put an interesting image in my head. That's good. Yeah, you know how, you know how kids are. They pull on each other's beards <laughs> all the time. Damn kids. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't get sick of working together. I think, I think uh, it's pretty good. Speak for yourself, Seth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. I don't really yeah, mind damn. working with these guys, but I'm pretty hard to work with, so. Fact. Uh, Seth just complains all the time. It's kind of a one-way street, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly Sam and I both can't stand working with Seth, but he's just happy all the time. Yep. Which could be the source of all of our problems. Which is why they can't stand 
working with me. Yeah, it's, we're just like, dude, you have nothing to be happy about. What's what's even happening here? Yep, and I don't even give a shit. I'm still nope. doing it. Just cruising. All right, so that wraps it up for Coffee with Butterscotch. Uh, this has been our new format, episode 41. Thank you all for listening. And uh, like we mentioned, we're going to be clearing out questions after we record each week. So, uh, you know, if you want to get your questions in, then you'll have a much better opportunity to get your question answered. So thank you all for listening. And if you want to get in on next week's podcast, head on to podcast.bscotch.net and ask away. We will catch you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.